I count it a privilege to be on this exalted altar to minister this morning. As I said, while we were praying and while we were worshiping God, you know, I was asking the Holy Spirit, what is my role today? And he said, you are just the moderator. I will be in charge. So I just want us to open our hearts. I'm not a preacher. I'm just here to moderate. Praise God. And I know that as we open our hearts to God, we shall be baptized, we shall be filled to overflowing in the name of Jesus. May I say this? No one here is a baptizer. The Holy Spirit alone is a baptizer. Once we exalt him, once we celebrate him, once we lift him up, he comes in his power and he comes in his fullness. But we can't do much without him. And perhaps that's the reason why today we'll be looking at filled with the Holy Spirit to speak the word with boldness. You cannot speak the word with boldness without the energizer. You cannot speak the word with boldness without the director. He's the one in charge. He's the God on earth. He's a member of the Godhead. He's one that we have so neglected because we don't see him as God. Many have seen him as just a spirit. But I bring you good news today. The Holy Spirit is a member of the Godhead. And he's the one in charge currently on earth. And he's the director of the affairs. He's the one in charge of what is happening in our midst. Let us quickly turn our Bibles to Acts chapter 4, verse 29, as I take our bearing from there. Praise the Lord. Now, and now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness that they may speak thy word by stretching forth thy hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child, Jesus. Now let's look at verse 31 briefly. And it said, And when they had prayed, the place was shaken, where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And as a result, they spake the word of God with power, with boldness. Now, I must say that it is when we are filled with the Spirit that we can actually speak this word with boldness. That is when we can effectively minister to the lost souls and win them. May I say this quickly? We cannot convict a sinner. We cannot combat anybody. It is the Spirit of God that brings about the conviction. So, if we are not filled with the Spirit, that shows how ineffective our ministration can be. And that is why I want to plead with everyone here. You are not here because of me. You are not here because of anybody. You are here because you want to be touched by the Spirit of God. So we are all here to be touched. I also want to be filled the more. There is no end to the feeling. So open your heart. Prepare your heart. Don't allow anything to restrict you. And as God begins to fill us, we begin to see the manifestations that was talked about in this verse. Because when it happened, they moved out 
And there were now diverse healings, diverse signs and wonders. And I believe that this is what we are going to experience from now henceforth in the precious name of Jesus. Now, why are there challenges with ministering in, with boldness? We're speaking with boldness. There are several reasons. I just listed a few of them. One is the fear of persecution. As you can see from the verse we read, they were under threat from the scribes of their days, and that almost hindered the gospel. I don't know what you are afraid of, but I tell you, as you get filled with the Spirit this morning, you'll be able to minister and speak with boldness in Jesus' name. The other reason is unfriendly environment. Perhaps in your work environment, you are, just, you are the least. And because of that, you are afraid to speak to represent Jesus. Remember, we are Christ's ambassadors. Wherever we are found, we are supposed to represent him. But because of this unfriendly environment, you find it difficult. I tell you, the reason is because we have not been filled to overflowing. By the time we are energized by the Spirit of God, you will not mind where you are. You will not mind your position. You begin to speak with boldness and begin to get more souls for Jesus. Praise God. So there are other reasons I won't want to dwell so much on that. But... You can see and agree with me that it is important that we be filled with the Holy Spirit. And may we remind ourselves, who is this Holy Spirit that we talk about? As we were ministering, we kept talking about him. He's a member of the Godhead. He shares the same personality traits with God. I will just quickly take us through some verses that uh, we may go through when we get home about who actually is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has all the attributes of God. The Holy Spirit is eternal, that you find in Hebrews 9, verse 14. He's omniscient, that is where you find it in 1 Corinthians 2, 10. Say, but God has revealed them unto us by His Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yeah, the deep things of God. So He is omnipotent, a very powerful God. And may I remind us that he has personality. He, he, he has a personality. And that is why he has some of these personality attributes. Praise God. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit speaks. Can we see that in Revelation 2 verse 7? In Revelation 2 verse 7, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who conquers, I will grant to eat of the tree of life, which is in paradise of God. So he has all these personality traits. The Holy Spirit helps our weakness. That is why when he comes, he energizes us, he strengthens us. That you will see in Romans 8 verse 26. So likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. I don't know what your weakness is, but I have this good news for you. That as we get filled with the Spirit of God, every weakness will vanish in Jesus' name. Whatever is that weakness will become your strength. Say, let the weak say, I am strong. It is the Spirit of God that brings about that transformation. When we get filled by the Spirit of God, our weakness disappears or vanishes in the name of Jesus. The Holy Spirit teaches. Remember what Jesus promised in John 14, verse 26. He says, but the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. He guides he commands people, 
He calls people to the work of God and points them to offices. He confers believers. Praise God. In Acts chapter 9, verse 31, the Bible says, So the church throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria had peace and was built up and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. So he comforts. He's our comforter. Now, one very important thing is that the Holy Spirit has emotion. No wonder the Bible says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. He has emotions. And we are going to be dwelling on that today because that is the reason why we get filled and then we get empty. After a while. Thank God for the prophecies that came forth. That being sensitive to the Spirit is what determines to what extent we operate in the realm of the Spirit. Praise the Lord. You know, unfortunately, there are a lot of concerns, a lot of anxieties around us. So many things begin to drag us away from his presence. And sometimes, because of the demands that is placed on us, we become insensitive to the Holy Spirit. And that is the fastest way to lose the anointing. Because by the time you begin to walk against the direction and the influence of the Holy Ghost. By the time we begin to operate in disobedience, then the power, the infilling begins to dry out. But I believe God that today, whatever has been the challenge, God is going to deal with them today in the name of Jesus. And we will continually live in the realm of the Spirit, grow in the Spirit, and attain the height that Jesus has programmed for us in Jesus' name. Have you reminded ourselves about the Holy Spirit? How then can we engage the Holy Spirit to speak the word in boldness? Now, you will find the real purpose of the anointing. Let's look at Isaiah chapter 61, 1 to 2. I just want us to dwell on that scripture because that gives us insight. Because sometimes you keep asking, when you get filled, what next? The feeling of the Spirit is not for us to sit down and occupy seats. The feeling, infilling of the Spirit is to, pro, is to prepare and propel us to the outside world to begin to demonstrate His power in signs and wonders. Praise God. Until we begin to fulfill that purpose, then God will not waste His Spirit on us. Until we begin to move out to become true ambassadors of God. In wherever we are found, then there won't be any need for us to be filled by the Spirit of God. So I'm persuaded today that as we get filled, we begin to demonstrate the power of the Spirit of God wherever we find ourselves in the precious name of Jesus. He said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good tidings to the afflicted. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of prisons to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the lost favor and the day of vengeance of our God to, conform, to comfort all who mourn. So it is impossible to liberate the afflicted without the Spirit of God. I don't know how many people that are afflicted where you are. What has been your role? Have you been able to affect their lives? 
They run to you in the morning and say, this is my problem. I know you're a child of God. What has been your response? Praise the Lord. But may I say this? You cannot do much without the help of the Spirit of God. Until we get to the point where we are filled to overflowing, you cannot affect the lives of people around you. But God will help us today in the mighty name of Jesus. Our gospel is ineffective when this ingredient is absent. And I know that God will turn everything around to his glory in the name of Jesus. Now look at the life of Peter, an apostle. But when the challenge came, during the time Jesus was about to be crucified, he denied Christ just because a maid in Herod's palace challenged him and said, are you not one of them? He said, I'm not one of them. The same question came the second and the third time, and he kept denying. But look at what happened when he got transformed. Ten days after, the, after Jesus had gone back to heaven, and he was baptized in the Holy Spirit. This same Peter stood before 3,000 men and spoke the word with boldness. That is what happens when we become energized by the Spirit of God. We do not mind who is against us. We do not mind who we are going to trample upon. We speak the word with boldness, not afraid of what will be the consequences. No wonder afterwards they were arrested. And he said, I am not afraid to speak about this gospel. The same man who ran away, who denied Christ, before a maid, was able to stand before the Pharisees and the scribes to say, indeed, I belong to this man called Jesus Christ. This shall be our experience from now henceforth in the name of Jesus. It is not enough to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. You have to go beyond that. Because perhaps, why I'm saying this, some of us here may not have even experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Why some of us have been baptized many years ago. But may I say this, it is not enough to be baptized. We, remain, we need to be filled to overflowing. It is, there are two different things. You can get baptized and remain empty. But you can get baptized and you need to keep what? Refilling and refilling and refilling again. Remember, the part we read in Acts chapter 4, they had received the baptism of the Holy Spirit some weeks or perhaps some months ago, but when they were threatened, they gathered, just as we have gathered today, they worshipped God, they praised him, and what happened? The Bible says in Acts 4 verse 31, as I had read before, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. This is what is going to happen. We are going to worship him, we are going to praise him again and again until he fills us with his power. Because we need that infilling. We need that refilling to be able to function effectively in the precious name of Jesus. Now, what are the steps to make to engage? To engage? What are the steps you have to follow to engage the Holy Spirit in speaking the word in boldness? One is that you first have to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. So for us who are, who are here, who are yet to be baptized, 
in the Holy Spirit. This, today is an opportunity for you to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. We're going to talk about that shortly. Then number two is that having been baptized, we have to fellowship daily with the Holy Spirit. We have to fellowship daily with the Holy Spirit. This is very important. I was reading a book and the author emphasized the need to have a daily fellowship with the Holy Spirit. How can I fellowship with the Holy Spirit daily? That would be the next question. How is your altar, your personal altar? That is where you fellowship with him. In prayers, in the word, because he's the author of the word. And then in worship. Praise God. As we cultivate that habit of staying in his presence, not being in a hurry to rush, rush out from his presence, you begin to what? To have that intimacy with him. And that is what determines the power that you generate. It is not just what we do here. Yes, we may get filled, but it is that communion, that daily fellowship with him that would what? Guarantee our what? Our continually remaining in that realm of being filled with the Spirit of God. So a daily communion, a daily fellowship is what will guarantee our ability to demonstrate his power and to speak his word with boldness. Praise God. So I, I wrote this down. I said, how long do you spend in his presence? How often do you create time to listen to him? How often have we sought his counsel before embarking on that sensitive project? This is, these are questions we need to answer in our hearts. And if your answer has, has remained no, that you've not been doing that, then today is another opportunity for us what, to change our direction and begin to follow the right course in the name of Jesus. The other thing I want to mention briefly before we move into how we can be baptized by the Holy Spirit is to live in obedience. Living what? In obedience. We must live continually in the obedience, in obedience to the Holy Spirit, His leading and His instructions for us to remain what? Filled with the Spirit. The Bible says that it is better to obey than to sacrifice. So it doesn't depend how effective you are in the church. It doesn't depend on the activities you, you are involved in. If you live a life of disobedience, you can never retain the power of the Spirit of God. Why? The Bible says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit in whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. The Holy Spirit, as I said earlier on, is very emotional, is very sensitive. And until we begin to understand that personality, we cannot walk with him. Each time you live in disobedience, you hurt the Holy Spirit. You grieve him. And then he withdraws. So for us to carry his presence daily, carry his presence all that we do, we need to be sensitive to the Spirit of God. We need to live a life of obedience to his instructions. Remember, I said, the Holy Spirit guides, the Holy Spirit teaches, the Holy Spirit instructs. So what do we do with all this, with his instructions, with his teaching? It does not matter how long you have remained in the church. You can remain 
very ineffective without carrying the presence of the Spirit of God. And that is why, no wonder, I was reading one of the books of one of the, of the great ministers of God, and she said, that is why we are buffeted. That is why the body of Christ is being you know, harassed by the devil because there is no more power in our lives. You can imagine if all of us here are filled with the power of God and we all come here to fellowship. We don't need anyone before there will be miracles. We don't need anyone before there will be what signs and wonders because all of us are the temples of the Holy Spirit. So as we gather, we generate a corporate anointing and then diverse signs and wonders begin to happen in our presence. So it is an advantage for us all to be filled with the Spirit of God. Praise God. It is a big advantage to the body of Christ. And you could imagine what will happen when we step out here and say, the blind came and they all began to see. The next day, you won't see a space here. You'll be looking for chairs for people to sit down. Why? Because everybody wants to be where the power of God is being demonstrated. Praise God. And we can do it. It's just for us to prepare our hearts and make up our minds. In the name of Jesus. So without taking much of our time, how can we be baptized by the Holy Spirit? I will round off with this because of time. Remember, you must be born again. You must receive Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. Because the promise of the Holy Spirit is for the believers, not for those who are without. It is promised for those who are what? Within who are in the body of Christ. So the first step is to give your life to Christ. So if you're here, you've not given your life to Jesus Christ, this is an opportunity for you to receive Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. And you're not going to miss anything. So many people have received the Lord Jesus and they have functioned for many years and they have prospered. They have done a lot. So it is not a disadvantage to receive Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. It does not affect your academics. Rather, it will be an added advantage to your... It does not affect your profession. Rather, it will be what? An added advantage. Praise the Lord. Because by the time you have the mind of Christ, there will be something that distinguishes you from others. And that thing will begin to attract men to you, to the glory of God in Jesus' name. We must prepare our hearts. You must prepare your heart for you to be baptized. Having given your life to Christ, you must prepare your heart for you to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And the heart preparation means that one, first of all, you must make up your mind to be baptized. You don't say, this is meant for some people. I mean, I've tried before. No, you don't mind, don't mind how often you have longed to be baptized and you're not yet baptized. Today is another opportunity. Open your heart and receive him and something Definitely begin to happen in your life in Jesus' name. So, heart preparation is another step towards getting baptized by the Spirit of God. You will must prepare our hearts. The Bible says in James 1, 6-8, But let him ask in faith without doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that a double-minded man unstable in all his ways will receive anything from the Lord. So you must repent of every unconfessing and depend on the precious blood of Jesus for complete cleansing for us to be baptized. 
and then you must believe that you will receive it. Because without faith, you cannot receive anything from God. Praise the Lord. So quickly, which avenue, what are the avenues for the Holy Ghost baptism? One is by prayer. And that is why shortly we shall be standing to pray. Remember, they sang, they worshipped the Lord, and they prayed, and the Holy Ghost came, and what? Baptized, filled them up. So we are going to be praying again. You pray a heartfelt prayer. The Bible said the fervent and effectual prayer of the righteous availed tremendous what? Power. From the depth of our heart. And as we do that, God is no respecter of persons. Whenever we meet the demands of anything, any promise, it is what? Reflected in our lives. Praise the Lord. The other one is that it can be transferred, we can get baptized by the laying of hands. In Acts 9 verse 17, it says, So Ananias departed and entered the house. And laying his hand on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road by which you came, he sent me that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Spirit of God. So by the laying of hands. So those who, desire us, who are desirous of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we're going to give you an opportunity to step out. And then the men of God are going to lay hands on you. And as you desire to be baptized, I believe that you'll be filled to overflowing this morning in the name of Jesus. I'm referring to those who have not yet been baptized by the Spirit of God. Not those who have already been baptized. Because if you have been baptized, all you need is to worship and to pray. And then you'll get an infilling. Praise the Lord. Then, the third avenue is that we get baptized as we what? Listen to the word. Thank God we are listening to the word. And I believe that this morning, the Spirit of God is going to baptize us in Jesus' name. Now, what is the evidence of being baptized in the Holy Spirit? I decided to add this because I remember those days on campus. Each time I come to fellowship and people get baptized, I'll tell them I already have the baptism of the Spirit of God because I have accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. So what else? Is it not the Spirit of God that has come into me? And this happened for months. But one evening, as I was walking down one of, uh, in Osuka, I was walking down the street and I spoke to the Holy Spirit in the night, praying. Say, if indeed there is something that is called the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I want to experience it. And right there and then, the Holy Ghost came and that was how I got baptized. And that was why, till date, I knew that it is real. Because nobody laid hands on me. It was the Holy Spirit himself that did it for me. And I knew that the Holy Spirit can do it for you as he did for me in the name of Jesus. So don't feel that it can't happen. I had that feeling before. But when I earnestly desired it, he showed himself. And he's going to show himself this morning. In the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. In conclusion, before I conclude, so speaking in tongues is one evidence of being baptized in the Holy Spirit. And then peace and joy on end. Even in the presence of challenges, you have this innermost peace. You have this peace within that is not ruffled by anything. That peace is there, irrespective of what you're experiencing. That peace can only come from the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord.
So in conclusion, I ask this question, why do you want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit? Why do you want to be filled again in the Holy Spirit? And I know that the answer is that we want to be filled so that we can speak his word with boldness. May we rise on our feet. I believe that with this settled understanding in our hearts, that will be our experience this morning in the name of Jesus. But before we move on, I said earlier on, the first step to getting baptized is to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. I don't know what your relationship with Christ is. But I am persuaded that God wants to deliver somebody this morning. That God wants to salvage the life of somebody this morning. This is the opportunity you have been waiting for. So all eyes closed. Begin to meditate in your heart. If you are here and you know in the depth of your heart, that if the trumpet should sound now, that you're not going to be with the Lord. I just want you to lift up your hand in surrender as we take this song, I surrender, I surrender all to you. I surrender Let your hand be lifted in surrender to Christ. If you are here, you've not given your life to Jesus. This is an opportunity. Do not resist it. Up, can you step forward so that we lead you to Christ? Can you step forward? Can you step forward? Jesus said, He who is ashamed of me, I will be ashamed of him the last day. Can you step forward so that we lead you to Jesus Christ? If your hand is lifted up, can you step forward? Thank you, Jesus. Let us pray.